say that my primary goal, looking back on it now, like if you asked me at the time, I would have said it was to expand my business, to reach more people and get more eyes on my personal coaching that I offered. But looking back on it, I really think that I just wanted to say that I did it. Welcome to the Crossing It Off Podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. Do you have something on your bucket list that you've never done before? Something that's way out of the scope of your normal activities? So much so that it might even scare you a little bit to even think about crossing it off. Our bucket list storyteller today has done just that with some pretty positive outcomes. So let me introduce you to Lindsay Mahoski describes herself as encouraging, confident, unapologetic, and authentic. Lindsay, thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell everybody, what did you cross off your list? So I hosted a one-of-a-kind in-person women's event. So so let's start off like, what was it that makes this event that you put on different than what do you think other events are like? Uh, yeah. So when I was, well, my whole life, I've always wanted a big community of people around me. Mm. And I have a December birthday. So birthday parties were not really a thing my entire life. Uh Um, But I always wanted to host some kind of big event that, you know, a bunch of women can come together and, you know, support each other, lean on each other. And it's always been one of those things that was in the back of my mind until last year when I decided to bring it to life. And it was really important to me that this event was unlike any other. So it wasn't a retreat or a conference. It wasn't, you know, any of those typical like business summits or anything that you see. I wanted something that was completely unique and of its own. And so I built that from the ground up. Okay. So describe what some of those elements are for your event that that you feel make it different than some of the things that you mentioned earlier. Absolutely. So one of the biggest things is community aspects. So I always make sure that there's plenty of time for people to get to know each other, Mm. you know, the before, during, after there's time where people can mingle and get to know each other's stories, things like that. And I had a big catered dinner. So we, um, paused the speakers to eat, have dinner, mingle, and then we went back to the speakers, but the speakers that I chose were very, they fit into everybody's lifestyle that Mm. could be there from whether you were in a later stage of your life or you're just becoming into your own adulthood, anywhere in between these speakers could speak to all the different aspects of your life can, as far as like relationships, money, um, just living confidently and being your authentic self. And we even had some women get up and share their stories about their life, just experience that they went through and things like that. And so were there specific things you did during those 
downtimes to help facilitate that community growth or was it just hang out in the room and and meet people? Yeah, so the event was outside, which was really mm. kind of fun. Um, the next time I host this event, it will be inside in a different location. But having that outside aspect gave people a lot to talk about, actually, because they could talk about the venue, the space, the area, um, the weather, you know, that typical like right. house weather outside. And that was kind of like the before and after. Before, it was more so meeting each other and just saying like, who they are, things like that. And then when we broke to have lunch, I had them, they could sit basically anywhere they want, but there was a lot of connection with people that they didn't know. And they were talking about the speakers who had already gone and what they learned from their, um, like what they learned from those speakers. And after the event, what was really beautiful was a lot of connecting. People were asking for each other's phone numbers. They were friending each other on Facebook. And so it was really beautiful just to see that happen naturally. I didn't have to facilitate any of the the connecting of that. Where did the women come from? What was what was the drawing factor for them all? You said there was there was a lot of mixture of people and that the speakers were mixed to be able to connect with a lot of different people. Where did you draw your audience for the event from? Oh, it was beautiful. So I had a lot of people in my personal life, like my mom and sisters and people like that. And each of the speakers went out and found their own community, right? People that they Mm -hmm. interact with, their family, friends, things like that. It did draw quite a few female entrepreneurs, women who were in business and starting either starting their own business or have been in business for a while. Um, I noticed that there was a lot of of that. But so the event was hosted in northern Utah and it drew women from all over Utah. I had one girl drove three and a half hours to get there. Wow. Let's kind of get into the logistical stuff. Like, how did you get the women there? How did you promote it? How did it, you know, evolve into this an event? What tools did you use to kind of reach out and say, hey, come and join us? Yes. So this is my biggest piece of advice for anyone who wants to do an event like this is um, ask for as much help as you need, because Mm -hmm. I went into this never hosting an event before, never doing anything like this. And so I turned purely to word of mouth and social media, and I promoted the event entirely 100% on Facebook and Instagram. I didn't put any ads on Pinterest or anywhere else. It was purely Facebook and Instagram and then word of mouth. Did you run ads on those social media platforms or it was just posting and and it was just posting and sharing and having the speakers share with their own Mm -hmm. um, followers. I did send out a few email campaigns, but at the time I had maybe 15 to 20 people on my email list. Uh And I think like two of them opened the email. So I don't really count that as advertising (laughs) because it it didn't really do anything. Yeah. And then day of, right? You you get to the day of the event. What were some of the challenges that maybe you faced like as the host and putting on the event? What were some of the things that you weren't expecting or that you, you know, look back at and go, gosh, I wish I'd have done this maybe a little differently. 
Yeah. So like I said before, it was an outdoor event and it was mid-September in Utah Mm. and it rained every day for like five days straight before (laughs) the event. And I was freaking out. I was looking for alternate locations. I was having like full blown panic attacks for that entire week before. And I just kept a really, really close eye on the weather. The event center that I had it at, they were like texting me and messaging me and they were updating me on the weather. And day of, it rained in the morning and then stopped and didn't rain again the rest of the day. So it was like that breath of fresh air (laughs) that it all worked out. It was okay. But because of that, I'm never going to do an outside event again, just because it scared the crap out of me. I was so nervous. Yeah, I can imagine that would be a rough experience. What about like getting the speakers? How did you go about finding folks to come and speak and and be on that side of of the event? Yeah, so it was all hand-selected of people that I had um, come in contact with and really just resonated with their story and what they had to offer. And I reached out to each of them one-on-one. The very first speaker I asked was actually my business coach at the time. Um, She's the one that kind of pushed me to do the event. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, will you be a speaker? And she was like, oh yeah, absolutely. So that was easy. And then I created a list of, so there were six speakers in total including myself. So I made a list of 10 people because I said, if these first five that I have my heart set on say, no, I need to have a backup. So I made a list of 10 people in the different categories that I wanted them to talk on. So I wanted somebody specifically to talk on communication and relationships. And I wanted somebody specifically to talk about money. And so I reached out to those first five. I did like a hail Mary and put it out there and blessingly, like they all said yes, every single one of them. So I don't know how I lucked out, but it all worked out where they were available that day and they were excited and willing to speak at my event. And so I, you know, act of God, they all said yes. And and just a side note, did you pay them or was it just like them coming and doing it kind of pro bono? So I did not pay any of them for the actual speaking. I did. One girl drove a very long way Mm. to get there. Um, And so I paid for her gas and that was it. Yeah. That's not bad. And what do you think your, your goal was for the event? Was it, was it to expand your business? Was it to make money? Was it just, you know, was it altruistic? What was the purpose for you um, that you wanted to see have an outcome for this event? I would say that my primary goal, looking back on it now, like if you asked me at the time, I would have said it was to expand my business, to Mm. reach more people and get more eyes on my personal coaching that I offered. But looking back on it, I really think that I just wanted to say that I did it. I wanted to be able to say that I pulled it off and that I created this beautiful, memorable event that really impacted and changed women's lives. And I've heard so many stories come out of it that helped inspire other events or created business connections. And a lot of positive things came out of it for the women who attended the event. 
And that really just makes my heart happy. And just to be able to say, I pulled it off. <laughs> I, I pulled off an event that I had no idea I was going to be able to do. And I think that's really what my driving force was. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. Do you think the objective for the participants was achieved and met? And how did you measure that? You talked about it a little bit, but go into that a little bit deeper. Absolutely. So I wish I would have measured it a little bit differently. Like Mm. I wish that I would have done maybe a survey after and just asked people what their opinions were, um, their biggest takeaways, things like that. But alas, I did not. However, just talking to women who attended the event um, and seeing the positive impact that it had on their lives, my goal for them as participants was to feel included, to boost their confidence, to um, give them the encouragement that they needed in those aspects of their lives. So the whole event was centered around the idea of confidence and clarity. So finding confidence with your money and relationships and um, finding clarity in your path moving forward or just your life in general. And that's why I think it attracted a lot of business owners is because business owners want that accountability They want to know what their next steps are, where they're going from here. And so in talking to those women and the women who were inspired to uh, host their own events or start the business, those kind of things came out of the event that I wish I would have had a way to document after. Mm. Yeah. So many times when we have a bucket list, we cross an item off and then we move on to the next one, right? So for me, I walked the Camino de Santiago and, you know, 790 kilometers later, I walk into the final plaza, look up at the cathedral and go, okay, what's next? Uh, some people do that walk and they're, be- and they're like, I'm, I'm going to go back and start and do it all over again <laughs> right immediately because mm-hmm. they're so excited about and they fall in love with it. What was it that you gravitated towards after this event was over to say, I want to do it again? Oh, I just, I got like a, like a contact high from it. Just it made me feel so good facilitating it and creating that space that I was like, I got to do this again. And I toyed around with different ideas of different ways to host events. So, for example, shortly after that event, a couple months later, I did a workshop, which was more intimate, like in person. Um, We had like pen to paper doing the work and it didn't feel the same that the event did. And so I had a lot of women from both the workshop and the event who were unable to attend due to they didn't live in the state or Mm -hmm. they weren't close by. And so I had a lot of requests for a virtual option, which sparked the next idea of doing the event virtually. And again, it just didn't have that like personal feel to it. So 
shortly after trying these other two ways, I was like, I got to go back to where, what I did in the first place Mm -hmm. and started planning my next event because there's something so different about the in-person aspect of an event like this, where it is so community-based, it is so personable. Having that in-person aspect to it is is a huge game changer. So we've talked a little bit about logistical stuff, right? And maybe some of the things you learned about hosting an event. But what did Lindsay learn about Lindsay uh, after doing this? What was what was something that you were transformed by that impacted you and uh, how you live, do business, or whatever? Yeah. So I am a confidence and clarity coach for female entrepreneurs. And at the time I had just barely started coaching. Um, Mm. So I had just moved into this life and business coaching type world. Right. And that event showed me that where I was going was the right path. And it it narrowed it down even more for me because before that it wasn't just female entrepreneurs. I wanted to help all women, all walks of life. And so after doing that event and being inspired myself and having more clarity on what, where I wanted to go, it launched me in the, into this trajectory of specifically helping female entrepreneurs with their life and their business. And I had a I had a rough time at the beginning of 2022 and I mm-hmm. fell into a really bad pattern of anxiety and depression and this was pre life coaching I hadn't even thought of that as a career and um becoming a coach pulled me out of that and I realized that what I needed in my life was to show up as my most authentic self and not try to be anyone else and to fully show up confidently in my life and my business. And so I took that into the event and it just solidified that what women need in this day and age is to feel confident in themselves, what they have to offer and to feel like they don't have to be somebody else. Like I wanted this one of a kind event that nobody else had ever done. And I went out and I created it and, and proved to myself almost that it's possible. It's possible to be unique. It's possible to be yourself and the right people will gravitate to you when you show up authentically. And that's where the true magic and business growth happens is when you're, when you're being your authentic self. Yeah, and so hard today in in our world of the internet to be authentic anymore. It just shocks me and surprises me when you can literally buy anything to help boost your business, whether it be likes, followers, uh, re- reviews, or whatever. It, it's so easy not to be authentic. So I applaud you for that for sure. Uh, exactly. It, it takes it takes a lot of guts to to not take the shortcuts and to and to and to do it authentically it just really does. Well, exactly. And I always say, you know, you can google strategy. You can get free help on the internet and you can even get word for word copy and paste what to say that worked for somebody else. But if you're not being your authentic self, it's not going to work for you in your business. Yeah, exactly. 
it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a podcast, coaching, uh, or any type of business. I, I definitely agree with that. And it's the long term, right? It may be a struggle uh, up front to to do that, be authentic uh, in everything you do. But the the long term, I think, is so much more valuable. Yeah. Um, because what you've built is is a community of people that you know see you for who you are, and they're not going to just drop off like flies if something happens. So. Exactly. Um, very, very cool and very hard to do. Like you said, it's, you know, being authentic for anyone is, is difficult. So Lindsay, tell us what is something else that you're thinking about crossing off your list? Oh my gosh. I love this question. Um, but like I said, when I, when I first started listening to your podcast, crossing it off, I didn't really have a bucket list. I just was like doing things that I thought was fun. So after starting to listen to your podcast, I started making my bucket list, realized that I have started crossing things off the list. And so the next couple things that I am working on crossing off is I want to launch my own journal that um, it's a guided journal and I might possibly want to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But that that's still up in the air. It it is on the bucket list, uh but first and foremost, I want to launch a journal. So what would that look like? You say a journal is it like an online journal or is it something somebody prints out or are you looking at Amazon self-publishing? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so it's going to be a physical guided journal. It'll be available on my website and on Amazon. So you can purchase it. It'll get shipped to you. And then you'll have this physical journal because I really believe in writing it down, putting pen Mm -hmm. to paper and getting the thoughts, ideas, all your woes out of your head and onto paper helps you see things a, a lot more clear and you can assess it easier from there. So I'm a big advocate for journaling. And so I was like, well, why don't I just make my own? Yeah. I, I struggled with that when I wrote my book about bucket list, I was like, should I put space in here for people to write? Is that weird? It's not, you know, cause it's more of a paperback size. It's not mm-hmm. big journal size. So it's like, so I just like, no, I'll leave it out. But sometimes I wish I did, especially how much I talk about like you writing it down is so important, right? Putting your bucket list mm-hmm. on a piece of paper, is you know or somewhere i'm you know i know i'm beating against uh, an electronic uh, world but it, you know because the, there are hundreds of apps out there that allow you to create lists and even bucket lists and put alarms on it and all sorts of crazy stuff but you know just one time writing it down i think is so important so you can physically your brain physically has to make your hand move to put that stuff on paper and yeah it's, i uh, definitely well. think there's something psychological about it of putting pen to paper and actually writing it down because like you said there's apps that will track it for you but it's almost like a subconscious way of telling your brain that this is going to happen because yep. you wrote it down on a piece of paper yeah for sure. Lindsay, how can folks find you and get in touch with you and learn more about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way to uh, stay in contact with me is through Instagram at Hey, it's Lindsay, or you can check out my website. Hey, it's Lindsay.com. Awesome. I will put those in the show notes so people can uh, click on those and get right to you. Lindsay, thank you so much for, for sharing. I, I look forward to seeing your journal when it comes out and I wish you all the best. Absolutely. Thank you so much.